0: Got this, And welcome to the WAN show, ladies and gentlemen. We've got a fantastic show for you guys today, starting, of course, with NVIDIA's spectacular self-own this week with their RTX 3060 unhackable mining limited driver getting hacked. But also not... Really Uh, hacked, so we'll talk a little bit more about that later. We've also got AMD launching the RX 6700 XT, which hasn't had its mining capabilities nerfed, but quite frankly, didn't need any of its capabilities nerfed.
1: Yay! What else we got? Uh, 11th gen core lineup has been released because we definitely wanted to keep saying products, uh, names that sound somewhat like the previous generation at all. That's very cool. I'm excited to say. 11,700 and stuff like that um and also where did it go i wanted to ah yes google slashes play stores uh play store fees with a with a you know with a twist of course interesting we'll
0: oh wow that's actually that's very interesting okay i i had not looked at that so let's roll the intro <laughs> I love that it says the time of the show and it's just like, yeah, the show kind of happens whenever it happens. I think there's a between daylight savings time and the fact that we were super late last week and a little early this week. There's like a four hour difference between the show start time from one week to the next. Thank you guys very much for your patience with us. Um, let's jump right into our headline topic because otherwise people get upset. The unhackable. RTX 3060 has been hacked. For those of you who haven't been following what's been going on with the RTX 3060, NVIDIA said in the lead up to the release of this card that the driver, firmware, and uh, yeah, I think it's mostly down to the driver and firmware of the card, we're going to have a handshake that we're basically gonna make it so that the card would be able to detect if it was mining Ethereum and then throttle its performance in that particular workload until it's stopped and it goes back to gaming or rendering or whatever the case may be. And NVIDIA said that because there's this firmware driver Handshake that's taking place, and it's all it's all encrypted and validated and whatever. That this uh, this performance lock would be unhackable, and they said the goal of this of this endeavor was to make it so that RTX 3060s would not be appealing to miners, um, hopefully decreasing the demand for them from uh, from scalpers, making it so that gamers could buy them at a reasonable price. Um, of course, we talked through sort of why uh, NVIDIA's actions seem to have more to do with protecting their bottom line and less to do with actually protecting gamers from opportunistic scalpers. Um, but you can, you can watch the whole video about that if you really want to. Um, but one of the things we also talked about was that NVIDIA's actions here uh, not only don't really do anything to protect gamers, Um, We didn't think they were going to do anything to prevent miners from utilizing these cards. And one of the big key steps in defeating NVIDIA's uh, cryptocurrency mining block has already taken place. Now, usually something getting hacked is not as simple as just like, you know, you get into the, you get into the mainframe and you get the control all deleting there you Type
1: really fast. And yeah. then suddenly it gives you get the,
0: the matrix code coming down. It's not usually the way it works. I mean, you look like a, you look at a project like uh, the iPhone it's, it's a never-ending battle, because there's always new hardware, there's always new software updates, there's always new workarounds, and it's like this game of cat and mouse. Or so you look at something that where the hardware doesn't change, uh, you know, something like a Nintendo console, you know, you go back to the R4 cards on the DS, or uh, you look at the Android, the Android, um, uh, the Android uh, I, I don't know what to call it, yeah, I guess it's probably a hack, the Android hack on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, Those are things that little by little by little by little, uh, what is usually a very dedicated and usually very small community chips away. So, you know, first they need to uh, pass some, some key hurdles. They need to get, you know, like root access, for example. They need to break the bootloader. Like they need to kind of get past these hurdles. And then once they do that, it's like, oh, yay, now we've got Android running on it. Uh, because it's just a Tegra chip, so like obviously it could run on it. But oh wait, you know Nvidia, uh, Nvidia, excuse me, Nintendo has a totally different way of implementing Bluetooth because Nintendo lives on a different planet where Bluetooth wireless in-ear headphones aren't a thing, and no one would want to use that or whatever. You know, so oh Bluetooth doesn't work and Wi-Fi doesn't work, and you got to kind of chip away at these things little by little. But one of one of the key one of the key tools in any hacker's toolkit is a a proof of concept, right? Having it working in some small way uh, so that you can take that solution and then trace the path back to create a better solution. So to be clear, it's not like people can build a mining farm out of 3060s right now. In fact my understanding is you can only mine at full speed on it if you have it connected to an external display and if it is the only 3060 in the system. But this is still a major win because once you have it working a little...
1: Yeah, that's a lot less uh, of, of things that are limiting you from doing what you want to get out of the way. You now have it mining, you have very clear steps forward. Now you need to try to get rid of the monitor limitation and the only 3060 limitation, and then you're you're going.
0: Yes, and it also gives you because... So basically what happened was uh, NVIDIA... um, (laughs) uh, NVIDIA accidentally uh, released a developer driver that did not have the mining limiter implemented, version 470.05. It requires a developer account, but anyone can be instantly verified for a developer account and allowed these cards to mine at forty to fifty mega hashes per second instead of twenty to twenty-five. Whew. Um Yeah, so one of the Which other I things think this
1: part was already mentioned, but this yeah. this isn't actually like really good for gamers before you get your hopes up. Because you're stuck on that driver. Um yeah. And game-ready drivers are kind of a thing. So, big yikes.
0: So one of the other things that having a working version to compare to your blocked version does is it allows you to look at how the system behaves differently when it's working versus when it's blocked. So you can try and reverse engineer how the block works. And, yeah, one of the things that's, like Luke said, is a real bummer about this is that while this does prevent commercial miners from getting the most out of these 3060s for now, what it doesn't do is allow individual gamers to recoup some of the cost from their card um, by just mining on the side uh, if they want to get the best performance and the best feature compatibility in the latest games, like with a game-ready driver. Um,
1: as a gamer, probably would.
0: One of the other problems that this pre- that this presents for gamers too is that if there's all the if the news keeps coming like this. Oh, hey, now it's working with a monitor attached, and now it's working with no monitor attached, but you can just have one in the system. Oh, now it's working this way. Miners will continue to grab these cards at every possible opportunity because a it's already profitable anyway, even with the nerf. And B, if there's hope that the profitability of it could go up, well then, they're obviously going to want to get them while they can because the price of these things is only going to go higher. <sighs> now, the upcoming 3080 Ti, or the rumored upcoming 3080 Ti, is rumored to have a similar mining performance nerf on release, um, but... If the feature is implemented in the same way, whatever workaround that now you know, miners have access to, uh, one way, or now they can at least observe, uh, whatever workaround they build for this uh, could potentially be used for new cards as well. So, Phoenix Miner developers claim to be working on a kernel level update. This is over a week ago, so even if NVIDIA rolls back the drivers or makes it more difficult to gain access to developer tools, others are still hard at work trying to remove the blocker. And then, one of the other key pillars of NVIDIA's um, sort of segmentation of the market between gamers and miners is creating their mining-only cards. And my big objections here, a lot of people misunderstood that video. It was kind of shocking. People were like, what are you mad? NVIDIA's trying to make money? They're a yeah. company. They've got to make money. No, I never said that. I am I run a company that tries to make money. I mean, <laughs> I even I even made it very clear, I thought, in the video with my sort of cheeky segue to our sponsor that I got no problem. People got to eat. I got to eat. Luke's got to eat. Luke, you got to eat, right?
1: Yep, sometimes.
0: Man's got to eat, okay? <laughs> I got no problem with that. The problem is presenting what is a a, a blatant business move as some kind of magnanimous gift that you're giving to gamers. It's not. So don't pretend it is. If NVIDIA had released mining cards and said, yep, we're releasing mining cards, I'd have said, okay. We'd have talked about it on WAN Show or TechLinked or whatever. I wouldn't have made a whole video about it.
1: I might have been like a little disappointed due to silicon shortage and stuff like that, but sure. wouldn't have been nearly as big of a deal.
0: Yeah, I, I wouldn't have said NVIDIA doesn't care about gamers because NVIDIA wouldn't have pretended that the move was about caring about gamers. So I might have said, uh, you know, I'm disappointed at the amount of unnecessary e-waste. And to be clear, a, a gaming card is e-waste too, but this is in the video. It's It's... It's always obvious when someone comments and they haven't actually watched the video. This is in the video. I'm not telling you guys don't buy a graphics card because it's e-waste. I mean, you know, yeah, sure. That might be the environmentally responsible thing to do. But what I'm saying is, you know what? That's bad enough already. Why don't we not make it worse on purpose? So instead of manufacturing cards that have literally no purpose other than to suck up power and then go to a landfill, um, why don't we just put a display a, a display connection on it? So that at least once it's done its life as a mining card, it can go be a gaming card. Or vice versa for that matter. I called on them in that video to just unlock the mining capabilities of it. Because the lock, as I said, and uh, has come to pass, did, didn't do anything. Uh, miners are still buying all the cards and they're figuring out how to work around it already anyway. So why not just let retail gamers make mine a little bit of Ethereum on the side? Which is kind of my whole... There, that's kind of everything I have to say. Oh, there's also the separate issue um, that the CMP mining cards seem to be based on... Are they based on Pascal or Turing? I, I can't remember. The point is they actually don't appear to be Ampere anyway and the performance uh, per watt seems to be like kind of terrible. Meaning that I, I don't even, yeah. yeah.
1: So there's been a decent amount of rumors that it's basically just they're they're like garbage, and like, so like, had die issues and stuff, and they're just like ah, just ship it.
0: <laughs> well, no, no. Nvidia made that very clear that these did not meet their requirements yeah. for GeForce.
1: There's there's been rumors that it's like worse than we thought, you know. Got it. Yeah.
0: Um, so you know what? Um, fair fair <laughs> enough, I guess. But then. I I don't, I just looking at the numbers, I don't see why anyone would buy them. They're extremely expensive. Um, They consume too much power for the hash rate. Um, And honestly, I would just rather that instead of creating artificially segmented products, manufacturers just make the best thing they can and then let it be as useful as it can. Like I've talked about these same things, whether it's Intel locking out ECC memory compatibility on their core chips or whether it's NVIDIA or AMD, for that matter, locking out, um, you know, performance capabilities in professional applications on their non-Quadro or non-Fire uh, cards. Like, I, it's something I find very frustrating in general. Um, or whether it's Tesla, uh, including rear heated seats and then you pay to, you know, allow the electrons to flow um, I, I, I just I find it very frustrating, even though I do understand the business cases around building features in that way. Now, particularly something like Quadro or Fire, I find it a little less offensive because there really is significant driver development work. This is so essentially you're not buying hardware at that point. You are buying software. There is significant development work that goes into validating those products for these professional applications. It's the it's the for no apparent reason, functionality locks, um, like, you know, canning the double precision, uh, floating point performance of a, of a Titan, for example, uh, that is very, that can, that can be very frustrating. Um, back to, back to my point about retail gamers, like individual gamers making back some of their money by mining. Uh, there's been a bit of controversy around our nice hash sponsorship earlier this week. And I just want to take a bit of time to address that. Um, First of all, there's the people that are upset that I appear to be flip-flopping on the issue of mining. I don't believe I have ever flip-flopped in any way. I mean, we've always been kind of tepid on it. We are we are pro the technology. I, I believe in cryptocurrency, for realsies. Um, I think that some form of blockchain currency could be the answer to a lot of our problems. Uh, I don't think that Bitcoin is necessarily it. There's a lot of problems with a lot of the current cryptocurrency and, for that matter, blockchain technologies. Um, but I I do fundamentally believe in the concept. Uh, so there's that. I am not a huge fan of large-scale mining operations. I don't think that was ever really what the creators had in mind was individuals filling entire warehouses with these ASIC miners that serve no purpose other than to, you know, tackle the ever-increasing difficulty of, of uh, performing these calculations. Uh, I, I, I don't imagine that's what they imagined because the whole idea behind a decentralized currency is that you don't have these centralized sort of power brokers in the space. I, I thought the idea really was individuals... With, you know, a GPU or their CPU or whatever, you know, crunching these numbers on the side and so that it was like truly very decentralized. But, I, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that really was what they intended. That was never the way I interpreted it. So I've never really had an objection to individuals mining. In fact, we did a whole series about it in 2018. Um I am bothered by it not being possible for individual gamers to get the hardware that they need to enjoy video games which I love and I think you guys love at a fair price. That bothers me. Um opportunistic uh opportunistic money making, yeah, bothers me. Um to be clear, I don't think it's the same as people who were um who were going in and scooping up all the toilet paper or hand sanitizer in the early days of the pandemic. Video game gaming hardware is not It's not an essential product in the same way that, you know, soap is. Um, But it definitely rubs me the wrong way when people post a a picture on Instagram of 100 RTX 3080s and they're selling them for three times the retail price. Um, So with all of that said, so some people were upset that I appeared to be flip-flopping on the issue of mining. So that's my stance on it. And I don't think that anything that I said in that video or before that video conflicts with that stance. However, uh, there were also people that were really unhappy with NiceHash's history. So uh, one of NiceHash's founders has a spotty history that, frankly, I was not aware of. Um, sometimes we catch red flags in companies uh, before we work with them. Sometimes the community catches them and we say, okay, you guys don't like this. Let's not do this anymore. Um, Thanks for bringing it to our attention. And it looks like that's where we're going with this one. So you guys don't like it, it's done. Um, We did talk to NiceHash about the issue. There's a lot to be clear. There's lots of people at NiceHash who are not that founder. So I'm not i'm not super into punishing one person for the actions of another which they have already been as far as i can tell actually punished for um but if it's something that you guys aren't comfortable with especially because this is software that runs in the background on your machine then 100 percent we get it we read you guys loud and clear it's done it's gone um I think that's pretty much all I have to say about that. Other than you know, thank you for thank you for bringing the issue to our attention. I mean, we've we've consulted with you guys before uh, when we when we decided to keep working with PIA after their acquisition. Um, that was something that we we publicly talked to you guys about with VPNs. That was it was an area where we knew you know the the landscape was already covered in mines. Um, whereas this was one where. You know, honestly, we didn't think about it that much. Nice hash, it's like, yep, yeah, they've had some issues in the past that we were aware of, like the hack where a bunch of people lost their coin. They returned all the coin. We thought that was pretty like good guy, nice hash. It's a lot better than faking your own death and pretending the coins <laughs> never existed <laughs> now you, you might laugh, but uh, that is a that is a thing that people strongly suspect happened. Was that ever confirmed? Oh, sure.
1: I'm I'm self laughing because that's where all my coin went
0: oh oh oops
1: yeah all right well sorry about that um
0: anyway. I even had
1: hardware wallets they showed up that week and I hadn't moved the stuff into it yet anyway
0: um <laughs> yeah. so there's that uh so we, anyway we thought we did they did a pretty good job of dealing with that it's software that I and Jake and Luke do, do you use nice hash or have you
1: I, I did way in the past. Yeah. It's been a long time. but yeah. It's
0: software we've all used and been happy with. So as, as far as, you know, our due diligence went, we were like, yeah, it's a good program. We like it. Um, we have no problem with people mining on the side and making a couple bucks. Uh, I've even got a, a comment yep. from someone in Flowplane chat here. Hold on. I think I paused the chat earlier, but it seems like it um, stopped being paused. They're like, yeah. Hey, thanks for making that nice hash video. I made fifty bucks so far.
1: Like, yep. So it's
0: lots lot of people were.
1: Yeah. Sorry. I said that's a lot to make in that time. But I guess like if you're if you're a household too, like if you have two or more gaming computers, yep. that it can add up really quickly. Yeah. So you know what there?
0: That that's pretty much it. So yeah, some people were upset. Um, not unjustifiably so. Some people weren't upset and were actually were like, "Hey, thanks for bringing this to my attention. I had no idea it was this easy." Um, so we're not taking the video down. We're but we're also just going to we're going to sunset uh, working with NiceHash or, for that matter, just any cryptocurrency anything for a while here. And we'll come back to you guys. We'll talk to you guys if there's if there's a deal that looks like. Uh, we think it makes sense and we'll make sure that you guys agree before we do anything else like that. I mean, it's not the only category that we've just gone, you know what, this is too, this is, this is too controversial. I just, I, I don't want anything to do with it. Um, we're, you know what, no, I'm not going to name any other ones cause I think it's going to make it too clear exactly you know, who made a stink and, and, you know, what was problematic and who we cut off. I, I don't want to get into that, but there, there are other categories that we just outright don't touch. I mean, one example yeah. that we've never touched. Oh, what's that?
1: I just, I just thought of one. Um, no. Gray
0: market keys are one that we just, we yeah. just avoid altogether. Um, some people work with them. We don't judge them, but it's just something we've never been comfortable with. Um, oh, Fair Ann says, "I think one of the big issues on Nice Hash was the Phoenix ordeal. Um, yeah, I don't know the full details of what happened between them. It's honestly a little over my head. Uh, more than two minutes of reading was all I was really willing to put into it because by that point I had already decided we're just this just isn't worth it. We're not gonna we're not gonna do this anymore. So I kind of it's not that I don't care. It's just that." Uh, it didn't factor into my decision because it was already made, so I haven't spent a bunch yeah. of time. Um,
1: yeah. I, I do think that spurred a lot of the community backlash. There's been some, definitely some some emotions flying yep. uh, in that space, but but yeah.
0: Uh, Tim SP says, and what about not talking about the environmental impacts of crypto? So again, I don't think that the intent of cryptocurrency was for all of the Bitcoin to get mined in such short order to have these, you know, the power of a country you know, running this thing. I, I don't think that was the point of it. And if it was if it was actually being used the way it was supposed to be used, I, I don't think it would be as big of a problem. And I specifically said, I specifically said in the video that if you're using electric heat for your house, this is a way that you can make money instead of spending money with your electric heating. It's not that I support, you know, putting your mining rig in an air-conditioned room, you know um i i don't think that's responsible i don't want people you know running out and wasting power either but i also again don't think that small-scale mining from retail gamers is the fundamental problem here um let me just see if there's anyone else talking um all right yep
1: can i segue you
0: yeah yeah hit me what are we talking about now speaking of retail ridge wallet oh are we doing sponsors yeah let's do it uh yeah. but uh, uh oh crud uh is this is this the ridge wallet spot
1: uh it doesn't the doc even have the link. Shows, the doc shows three different uh
0: okay interesting ridgewallet yeah. slash wan yeah okay oh 8th anniversary wait ridge wallet's doing an 8th anniversary offer Ridge Wallet helps you carry less. They use two metal plates that are bound by a strong elastic band to keep your cards tightly together, but still easily accessible. And they're celebrating their eighth anniversary of their successful funding and the launch of RidgeWallet.com by giving 15%, at least 15% off site-wide at the link down below. The Ridge was launched on Kickstarter by a father-son team, Daniel and Paul Kane. And since their launch, they've they've sold over a million wallets. Damn, Daniel.
1: That's a lot. And Paul. That's a lot of wallets.
0: <laughs> Get it? Because that's their names. It, does, it doesn't matter. Uh, they offer lots <laughs> of new materials, dozens of colors. Uh, they've got a nicer logo now. They've come a long way. And they're offering 15% off site. They've got a lot more than just wallets. So go check them out. They've got like battery banks and all kinds of cool stuff. The show is also brought to you by Remote HQ. It's a work-from-home culture for most offices now, and Remote HQ is going to help you out with that because it can be a bit of a pain to collaborate with your team even if you do save the time commuting to and from the office. It integrates apps such as Chrome, Google Drive, YouTube, and Microsoft Office into one meeting platform, allowing members of your meeting to interact and make changes on the same screen. With Remote HQ, you can seamlessly take control when you need to, then give it back, and it's browser-based, so you don't need to download anything to use it. Remote HQ lets you work together as though you're in the same room and you don't have to take my word for it. Try it out for free for three months at remotehq.com slash and just make sure that you use code WAN so you get that three months for free. And speaking of controversial sponsors, private internet access. Private Internet Access, man, the number of people that think we are sponsored by other VPNs and are like, oh, oh, Linus, this is a sponsorship from this VPN that we've never actually worked with. And the number of people that are upset about sort of misleading VPN marketing, it's crazy because with PIA, A, no, we don't work with other VPNs. We have in the past our total VPN history, you know, you know, like when you meet someone and you're like, all right, how many? (laughs) <laughs> okay, my VPN history is
1: okay. What well, we got? Hotspot Shield, TunnelBear, is on the belt. Sorry, got a few notches on the belt. Yeah,
0: not that many though.
1: Not, not a huge amount. I mean, know. wasn't
0: that it? Hotspot Shield and TunnelBear.
1: Those are the only ones I remember. I think so. Time. Yeah.
0: Then PIA. Okay. So PIA, those are the only VPNs we've ever worked with and PIA is the only one we've been working with for years now and their marketing is literally only whatever we tell you guys. That's it. We don't tell you that PIA does anything it doesn't do and we don't tell you it doesn't do anything it does. Okay, the point is adding a VPN masks your IP and encrypts traffic to and from your devices. That's it. It's not a magic bullet to make it so that you are an invisible ghost on the internet or anything like that. It's just one of the tools that should be part of any privacy uh, privacy enthusiast's toolkit. It has reliable service with no bandwidth caps. So if you're a filthy pirate, then... Uh, Uh, PIA is not going to be like, hey, you you used too much bandwidth this month doing whatever it is that you were doing. They (laughs) have configurable encryption and an internet kill switch to keep you in control of your connection. And when combined with private browsing, PIA can even make websites think you are in a different country. They allow up to 10 devices at once with clients for Windows, Mac OS, Android, iOS, and Linux. And I would never advocate for family sharing with a plan. Netflix gets real upset about family sharing. I would never advocate for that, but... um, PIA allows you to connect up to 10 devices at once with clients for Windows, Mac OS, Android, iOS, and Linux. And they recently launched a dedicated IP option that has absolutely zero connection to your account or to who you are. Not even PIA knows the IP address belongs to you while you have a smoother experience with the same privacy and security. Because when you're on a VPN, sometimes like every site you go to is gonna be like, Cloudflare is checking your thing for five seconds. So if you just have one IP, it means when you go back to that site the next time, it's chill. They already have over 24,000 servers in 77 countries, and you can try them risk-free with their 30-day money-back guarantee at lmg.gg slash PIA when. So no misleading marketing, ladies and gentlemen, and no, we don't work with any other VPNs, just PIA. PIA, please don't have any big controversies. Thank you very much.
1: That'd be great. Yeah, (laughs) if you guys
0: could just stay chill and awesome and we could just work with you forever then that'd be awesome because honestly i feel like if we had to go through the whole vpn breakup thing again i might just be like luke i got some bad news you're making a vpn
1: <laughs> fullplanevpn.com oh, only canada yeah that's the only servers we have <laughs> um so someone is asking, uh, is it five or 10 devices? I, I Someone else responded, it was five, it is now 10. Does yeah. that sound correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Uh, sometimes we probably still say five because some of our, oh. all the channels have different copy and some of them get updated more often than others. So if you've heard conflicting information from us, it's, it's 10. So there you go. Oh,
1: please. AJ just said, nice, I'm in. No,
0: no. So we've looked into it enough to know that it's more complicated than, It seems Um, and I don't I don't I honestly I'm so happy to just work with PIA and have them pay us for sponsorship and let them deal with that liability because I don't feel like you know going up against some government that wants me to hand over records or whatever I don't need that in my life I just
1: yeah that doesn't sound great at all I just don't
0: I don't want
1: it (laughs) (sighs) all right do you want to talk about what the thing? which thing
0: the thing i'm disappointed yeah. about
1: yeah i can i did uh, i don't know i'm not trying. yeah to- no it's fine i think, fine. I'll talk I about think it, it would be interesting yeah but. i'm
0: not going to give too many details but basically we had uh an opportunity to get a new headquarters for linus media group um There's probably some people internally, this will be the first they're hearing about the outcome because there were kind of rumors swirling. We had talked to some of the management about it, but not everyone. But LMG, Critter Warehouse, uh, Floatplane would have all been able to be consolidated because it was like an absolutely gorgeous and very large site. And unfortunately, we ran into some issues with the... I don't want to bore you guys with all the details, but something, something, the area needed uh, city services brought into it in order to be developed, and the existing developer that's doing like a nearby development would have to get all of their development costs reimbursed by latecomers before we would get anything, and it looks like, um, it looks like because of that, it, the the numbers are just. They're bad. They're real bad. Um, It was going to cost somewhere in the neighborhood of double what the price of the land was to get the land in a state where it could actually be built on and would probably take anywhere from 8 to 10 years before we actually walk through the front door of our new headquarters. So I am extremely, extremely disappointed. I'm, I'm gutted. Um... And I am just going to have to uh, keep searching. We haven't managed to find... I mean, we were just... We were so excited about this thing. We, we went as far as having an accepted offer on the property. And it was during the due diligence period where we found all these challenges that were not apparent on the surface that um, the whole thing fell apart. And another thing that sucks is, hey, you know how, you know, I lost a bunch of money on my GameStop um, investment? Let me tell you, uh, commercial real estate um, due diligence costs a lot more than uh, throwing money into game stocks. All right. A lot more. So, yeah, let's go ahead and uh, move on. That's it. That's my that's my sad story. I was very <laughs> excited. And now I am now I'm back to the drawing board.
1: My mic was muted, but um, yeah, yeah. I mean, people could probably get actually a pretty good estimate of the cost there. I mean, maybe not that great, but like they're they're substantial. Um, yeah,
0: tens of thousands basically, yeah. and it's down the drain. Like it's due diligence that uh, just to be you know good guys, we're giving it to the seller to be like, hey, maybe this will save you some time with the next person who comes along. Um, you guys can sort of try to try to reach a deal, and it won't take so long because. We think they are under some pressure to sell, some financial pressure. So we're trying to like help them out because we spent weeks on reports and analysis and consultants. Um, and better do that
1: than throw it away. It's used,
0: Yeah, it's better better for them to have it than for us to literally just take all the documents and put it in the garbage. You know, well we paid for this, so no one else should have it. Like I'm, I'm not that's not my jam, but yeah. uh, I'm still <laughs> I'm still not stoked on it. <laughs> um 11th gen core lineup unveiled as more reviews leak intel gets a little desperate in total there are 19 SKUs, 30 including low-end comet lake refreshes so these are just like rebranded 11th gen but actually last gen and it's not looking that compelling um There's a lot of overlap. Industry speculation is that the Core i7-11700K and KF will basically offer the same performance as the 11900K because it appears that they are... Wait, are these both eight cores now? Yeah. They have eight cores. So the i7 and the i9 are both eight-core chips. And it's just that the i9 boosts 300 megahertz higher but do they both have turbo velocity boost right but you could probably manually no no okay the i7 doesn't have turbo velocity boost but no. then my understanding is you can basically manually tune that for the most part anyway if you have the patience for it or no not quite no not quite it won't behave quite the same you can probably get slightly more performance out of tvb if you have an adequate cooler which is where intel's like ambient, um peltier effect coolers came in and then they've got six cores uh 11s that's the i5 range yeah that's basically all i5s are are six core processors that is a lot of wow that how many freaking that is 19 SKUs of just six and eight core i5s to i9s in a,
1: in a lot of places 50 or less dollar gaps
0: yeah here crazy. actually here Not i can just throw display caps uh, over here Anthony uh, threw this in here. RC Mail posted this on the forum, by the way. But yeah, these are like, but, but what? Like, okay, so this is a low power one, and this is a not low power one. They're the same price. price. This is a $10 difference for this one versus this one. Um, Okay, um, KF.
1: For the other low-power one.
0: You save 15 bucks or $25 for an F, which doesn't have onboard graphics, so that's neat, I guess. Okay, okay. Uh, I was really hoping Rocket Lake was going to really surprise
1: me. Really yeah. going to take off?
0: Well, I mean, just because a rocket takes off doesn't mean it can't still explode. True. SpaceX taught us this. <laughs> You can have a successful launch and still uh, still have it go boom.
1: <laughs> and that can actually still be a good thing, oddly enough.
0: Um, but at the end of the day, the early reviews, which I personally think we can probably just, you know, treat as reviews. Uh, you know, if we were talking about engineering sample silicon, early silicon, sure, fine. But these are retail chips, like, let's get real uh ridiculous thermals and disappointing performance seem to be the defining traits next to amd Very. very yeah and speaking of weak marketing intel has just decided to make it personal with recently divorced apple that is awesome the fact that they hired justin long to talk about how pcs are better i actually i actually like this move I, I think it's really funny. I think it's cheeky. I think it's about time Intel had some attitude uh, instead of just like being corporate and boring. Um, so Justin Long used to be the Mac from the I'm a Mac commercials, for those of you who don't know. And Intel uh, did some ads with him that point out things like that PCs come in all shapes and sizes. They've got touch screens, They've got support for external devices, all that kind of stuff. Um with that said, I haven't actually watched the spots yet. So, ooh, hopefully they're not really bad. Can I just, you know what? Um, Luke, uh, okay, well. Hello, I'm- I just
1: watched one, uh, um, there's five. I watched Having Choices. It's uh, it's pretty all right, it's pretty good.
0: Okay, let me have a look here. Oh, that's just, in. it's in the notes. Okay, he uses a touch screen. It's on some Asus machine. Another touchscreen. Oh, okay, it's Asus's cool one with the two touch screens. Got a little touch bar. Okay, you know what? They're they're not bad. They're actually not bad. I think they're fine. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm down. I'm down. I'm into it. I think they're funny. Um, I mean, realistically, Rocket Lake is going to be successful enough for intel just because amd can't make enough chips but which one is it justin gets real having choices 16 seconds oh wait what why why wouldn't they just have the laptop actually there? I guess doing a screen replace will actually give you a cleaner look sometimes. Um, so, oh, wait, shoot. Uh, there we go. Uh, sorry about that. Yeah, Luke said we need to go to 16 seconds and look at his hands. Um, so yeah, I know why they would have done this. Sometimes glare when you're shooting can be very problematic. So just replacing the screen in post can give you a better result. But I mean, it's not that's not great um <laughs> <laughs> it's not a good look when you look like you kind of have uh, to motion track on your up. your thing let's
1: see over here yeah yeah that's so that's, that's really not great yeah.
0: okay all right uh okay. do, you, do you
1: think they should have stuck with the original format no they just had like two people talking no. no
0: i think this is really personable i think this is what they were trying to communicate i'm justin i'm a normal guy and having choice is good with cool. that said, Intel's going to have to do a lot more than that to combat Apple Silicon. I mean, we've only seen literally the baby Apple Silicon. This basically an iPad processor on ROIDs. Like that's yeah. all we've seen so far. And I don't, I don't man, the way Mac people were mad at me for describing it that way still makes no sense to me. That's what it is. That's what it always was. It's an iPad chip on onroids. I'm not saying the iPad is bad. I never said that iPad's amazing. We've made a lot of videos lately about how the iPad has become a computer. Um, So, but anyway, what I'm trying to say is we've only seen little itty baby Apple Silicon. They still have, like, you know, big Apple Silicon coming. And if it's anywhere near as good as, you know, baby Apple Silicon, then Intel has quite the fight on their hands. (laughs) All right, what, what else we got, Luke? Why don't you do a topic? I feel like I've been talking the whole <clears> time. <throat> Sorry. Um,
1: AMD launches the RX 6700 XT. The Radeon RX 6700 XT launched on Thursday. Oh, with can you pick something bill. less boring? Okay. Oof. They uh, launched the 6700
0: XT. It was not as good as we hoped.
1: There. I. It yeah. was fine. Yep. I'm kind of surprised you hoped for more. Um, well, I don't even really think they alluded to being able to promise for more, to be completely honest. But, but anyways, we can we can move on. Google slashes Play Store fees with a twist, and this is actually kind of interesting. We've been talking about this for a while, mostly on the Apple side of things. Um, but this is this is some some interesting kind of steps in the right direction. Yeah. Google has announced that starting July first, twenty twenty one, the service fee Google Play receives is being reduced by half from thirty percent to 15%, 15% is much closer to in line with a lot of other competing services for the first 1 million US dollars of revenue for every developer. Now this is still terrifying, to be completely clear. Yeah. Because if your app takes off at some point and you do have high overhead, losing 15%, um, I was gonna say randomly, but not randomly, right? When you cross that line, losing 15% could be Horrifying, but it's definitely a step in the right direction. Uh, this comes on the heels of a similar cut by Apple, spread by the ongoing Epic Games legal saga. Google says, we believe this is a fair approach that aligns with Google's broader mission to help all developers succeed. <clears throat> yeah, very cool. You're just gonna have to make sure that as a developer, you are ready to stomach that 15% loss once you get there. Uh, so you're gonna, have to be pay, you're gonna have to pay a lot of attention to your, your income through the Play Store and, and what that's going to mean for you moving forward. Um, and I'm sure it will be communicated quite openly, um, but I hope that not just people that read like The Verge are going to know about this. Um, I'm sure they will, but yeah. Uh, The most notable difference between Google and Apple's approach is that Google is giving 15% to every developer every year for the first million dollars. That's also a very interesting thing um, because I have been talking about how it is a big hit, but it's not a big hit, that's going to just like immediately crush your company. The second you get over that dollar value.
0: That's a really it's, cool, big difference. It's kind of like how income tax works, where your first, no matter who you are, your first 20,000 is at a very, very low tax rate. And then it scales up from there, but it doesn't yeah. increase your taxes and, on the, the first. Makes
1: astronomically more sense to me because we, we talked about the Apple approach and I, I pushed forward a lot of what I just said of like, you need to be wary of this, whatever. But with the Google one, you need to be wary of it. But if you push the line, the doors of your store don't immediately close if you can't stomach that percentage. Yeah. Because you're still making that percentage on the first million. And if you make fifty grand over the million, you're only paying an additional fifty percent on that. Yeah. Or 15. I might have just 15. said fifty. Yeah. I mean um, which it that's just that, yeah. Makes way more sense to me. I think it's very cool. Google notes that about three percent of Android developers actually charge for either downloading their apps or for digital in-app purchases to begin with, and only one percent of those developers make more than a million uh, on that. Thresh. That that is true. There is also a lot of developers on the app store which are like would have been me in high school. If I was in high school right now, just like posting random stuff. Um, So those numbers are definitely inflated a bit, but it is, I mean, there isn't all that many companies that are gonna run a million dollars of revenue through one of the various ways to acquire their product. So yeah, I mean, it's it's very true. I I just, I think this is very cool. I mean, I would prefer if it was just 15% always, but
0: the way it's
1: doing it, sorry? You're a little biased. Oh, for sure. That, yeah.
0: uh, yes. Full disclosure: Luke works for a company that develops an app for.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, maybe my opinion on this doesn't matter as much. Um, but I will absolutely give them credit for the way that they're doing it. Doing yeah. it on there, just the first one million thing makes a ton of sense. Um, yeah. I could even see if they if they did a different thing. I don't know what number it would have to be. Maybe it was five million or something. But like, once you crossed that threshold, they were just like, "All right, buddy, screw it. You're you're." paying 30 on the whole thing, something like that. I'd even accept that. But just at the very least, making it so that that first transition is smooth is huge. I was going to say,
0: if anything, I think once you're at like 5 million or whatever, you should be treated like a valued partner and your rate should be lower. I don't think it should be 30% I mean, yeah, once you're bringing probably, in so much more how-
1: business traditional business works. Yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. Good point.
0: It's, it's the, it's the, it's the middle, it's always the middle class that pays for everyone else because you have to subsidize the, the small fish and the big fish. Well, they throw their weight around. And so I I don't necessarily, there's a lot of problems with that system. Absolutely. (laughs) But if anything, I would think on something like the app store, it would make more sense. I, I, I don't, fundamentally disagree with Epic Games' stance that 30% of their revenue on like a you know, billion dollars or whatever is sort of unreasonable for what is essentially a file hosting service. Um, yeah. and yes, I'm I'm simplifying. I'm definitely simplifying. But I also think that we only have to look as far as Apple and Google's quarterly disclosures to know that they are immensely profitable in these areas the the play store and the app store and they could stand to share a little more
1: i just i just think it is so cool that they made that transition smooth because yeah. it like it just i mean the the fear that a company would have approaching that one million dollar mark like ah, you totally. you'd think as a company you'd be so stoked like okay we just we, yep. we pushed our revenues on this platform to a million dollars We should have like a company party or something. But instead, they're just like, oh, God, we're going to lose so much money. And that's I mean,
0: there's social support programs that are like that, too. I remember talking to my sister about one. She was telling me about it. And I was just like, what? So the way it works is basically any money that you make goes comes straight out of the support check. And I was like, why? And. she's like, I don't know, but yeah, people that I know, they're just like, why would I bother to work? I get paid literally $0 for like doing casual work to try and improve my standard of living. And just because I'm doing some casual work doesn't mean that I don't still need support that I'm not still disabled. It just, means that you know I'm it, basically what that's, it does is it discourages people from transitioning back into the workplace.
1: Yeah, I, I hate systems like that because not only does it discourage people from transitioning back into the workplace, but it also directly heavily encourages um like illegal practices. Absolutely. Because what's what's the first thing you'd probably want to do? Is not declare my income. Yeah. Exactly. Immediately, <laughs> so then like, as
0: a taxpayer I'm sitting here going wait, so we are incentivizing these people to hide their what little income they have out of fear that we're so that they won't pay any taxes out of fear that they're wait, sorry what what are we trying to accomplish here
1: yeah like that's just that you're you're putting a bunch of uh tape and bureaucracy on something that that just needlessly complicates it and makes a bunch of crap happen it doesn't actually solve any actual problems it's just. So Mojo, annoying.
0: Mojo says here about developers of different sizes. The solution is to not let the big fish throw their weight around. The thing is, though, for app developers, even the biggest fish are, you know, they're tuna. Okay, yeah. they're getting eaten. They're getting yeah. eaten by the real apex predators, which are, of course, Apple, Google, uh, Microsoft, etc.
1: Megalodons. So, I the, think
0: the megal yeah. megal megalodons. <laughs> Uh, There was one other topic that I wanted to hit here. Ah, yes, Uh, SX8200 Pro Bounty Update. If you sent us info about your drive from last week, thank you. In total, we received hundreds of emails and found all of the variants we originally asked for and at least three more new ones. So I just spent thousands of dollars on uh, potentially crappy SSDs. Thanks, they all uh, we can't respond to everyone due to the volume of emails, but we'll reach out to you if your dra- drive is selected as one that we need. We do not need more selections. Thank you very much, everyone. And AMD refuses to limit cryptocurrency mining performance. They basically said, no, nope, we will not be blocking any workload. Uh, not mining, not anything else. Um, we're going to keep optimizing for gaming and designing our cards for gaming. Uh, but we're not going to like hamper their mining performance. And I agree with their stance. That's the same thing I said about Nvidia's announcement for the 3060. I think it doesn't solve anything, and it's just it's just harming end users for no apparent reason. Isn't
1: it? Isn't it great when when doing absolutely nothing makes you the good guy? I know, right? Isn't that awesome? It's like you, yeah, you, add- you, you gotta cherish those moments. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's like just sitting and watching your opponent self-immolate. <laughs> this is fine. this is cool yeah. <laughs> sure. uh Oh, I have an update uh speaking of doing absolutely nothing. We have been doing lots to get the verified actual gamer <clears throat> program running. Man, do you guys have any idea how much this is killing me? <clears throat> i already I already paid for this hardware it's it's sitting in the warehouse. it's like it's ready to go. But we ran into some challenges. There was a bit of a communication snafu, something, something, tariffs. something, something, draft orders, something, something. The system we spend a bunch of time building doesn't work. So, uh, Yuki, bless him, the rest of the float plane team, Luke, you two, um, have been working like crazy to get it working because the last thing we want to do is have even a single card go into the hands of someone who is not a verified actual gamer. We'd rather be late than to do it wrong. So we're going to... I should never have said we were going to launch it last week. Um, I shouldn't have said we were going to launch it this week. I'm just not going to say anything. It will go live when it goes live. And if you guys are watching the videos and paying close attention, and if you are an actual gamer and you can verify it, then you will have a chance to get one of these cards. Again, the partners we're working with so far are Asus, MSI, and AMD. They have all been extremely generous and very supportive of the program. Um, And they were just like, yeah, this is a really cool concept and you guys will get all the details when that video drops, which will hopefully be sooner rather than later.
1: a, A bunch of people in the chat said, why don't you just not sell them to Americans? That would have made this wildly more simple, but is also kind of against the whole idea of it. Yes. So so we're we're gonna get it done. It's gonna be okay.
0: We'll get her done. Yes. The tariffs well, were one of the most complicated get it done. <laughs> the tariffs were one of the most complicated things because A, there's getting the mechanisms working correctly and B, there's getting the communication right. Um, I don't want to call Americans spoiled, but I will say that from my experience dealing with Americans, they have a lot less experience dealing with things like import duties. They just sort of fundamentally don't really understand why hardware is more expensive in Brazil, say, for example, or, you know, why the price tag goes up at the till. Um, In Canada, we're a lot more used to dealing with it because we live in a very Amero-centric kind of culture, but we're not American. We're sort of third-party observers. So, for example, when a new product launches, unless it's a really major brand like Apple it is very normal for it to have a price in U.S. dollars and then a price in Canadian dollars, and that price in U.S. dollars is fixed, and then to have a price in Canadian dollars that actually just floats based on the U.S. to Canadian exchange rate. So we're used to, we've seen it before, a graphics card that goes up 10% in price because the Canadian dollar plummets in 2008, for example. So it's just sort of a fact of life, or bananas. You know, the price of bananas will just fluctuate wildly week to week. Whereas I think a lot of Americans enjoy being in such a large market that they are sort of the, well, it's the USD, right? Like they are the the price or the sort of uh, go-to-market strategy against which everyone else is sort of pegged and floats around. So uh, enjoy it, you guys. Um, But it would also means that sometimes things happen like your administration puts tariffs on products from another country say for example china and when that happens there is no point taking it out on manufacturers or retailers it is what it is and it's not as simple as building graphics cards in america sorry like the entire supply chain you know even just getting the capacitors that would go on the boards would have to be retooled this is a this is a half a decade Operation, not something that can just be you know turned on when someone slaps an input, import tariff on something. So, you know, I, we the last thing we wanted to do was not communicate it properly. If this was a, a European, for example, they're already used to having something show up with like you know forty dollars in VAT on it. Uh, so that's their value add tax. Whereas, like I said, our experience working with Americans is that they're just not accustomed to import duties on things because, well, why isn't it shipped from America? Everything ships from America. And yes, yeah, I mean, most things do, but some things don't. So (laughs) that's where we're at. Um, So we just want to make sure that it works properly and everything is communicated properly. Uh, People like, make it Canada only. That would have, oh man, that would have made it so much easier. That's another thing, too, is that we've, our experience dealing with American consumers is that part of not really understanding why this experience is different from everything they've experienced before is being angry about it. And we're not looking to make our community angry. We are looking to put cards in the hands of gamers. That's, that's the whole goal. Uh, there is, let me tell you guys, there is not enough money in this for me, for it to be Worth making our community angry over, at all? If this is not net helpful and people aren't into it, I don't even care. I I I will send I will send the remaining products back to the distributors, and we just we will discontinue the program. So if you don't get one and you're mad, keep your f-ing mouth shut, because you are going. If you complain, you're going to ruin it for someone who might have gotten one of the next ones. Could be you. We are doing our absolute best. No, there are not enough cards. No, there are not enough CPUs. Not everyone will get one. But what we are doing is we are making sure that whoever does get one is a verified actual gamer. That's it.
1: And to, to, to add a little asterisk on that, yep. we can't necessarily guarantee that they're not going to flip it.
0: No, we can't. But we can guarantee that they'll be a gamer. So for better or for worse, they're one of our own. Who turned to the dark side.
1: Yeah, we can't guarantee that they're not going to flip it. We can't guarantee that they're not going to just let it sit in mine all the time. But we're doing our doing our darndest to make sure that they got to be one of us, one of us, as much as possible.
0: Tyrik says, I love how some of us Americans get triggered when we don't get what we want and someone explains why. <laughs> I, <laughs> uh, yeah, all right. Anyway. Uh, let's go ahead and go through some super chats. It's been, it's been a good chat. I don't know. It's always tough because I'm like, I'm not, I'm not saying that, um, like it's not, it's not a bad thing. It's not like Americans are bad or mean or whatever. They, it's just not something they're used to. I've just spent my whole life knowing that prices for things go up and down and I might pay an extra arbitrary 50 bucks of import duties on, an order of something that i want because it probably ships from the states like it's just it's a fact of my life that i'm just used to i've gone through all the stages of grief already whereas you (laughs) guys are you guys are just getting started you know what i'm saying you gotta start with some denial get some anger up in there
1: something Um, that constantly blows my mind while you're looking up a super chat here yeah is uh just because if you look at like a population chart of canada yeah we basically all live on the border oh yeah We we basically all border the U.S., and that's obviously not true for Americans. Um, So this totally makes sense, but it also blows my mind because essentially every Canadian you talk to has a passport, currently valid passport.
0: Yes. I know very, very
1: few people that don't have a currently valid passport. Um, I think the majority of Americans that I know don't have a currently valid passport. Yeah, And every single time it comes up, I'm just like, why not? What? Yeah, we <laughs> like, we invited how?
0: someone to LTX one of the years, and they were like, "Um, oh man, I don't know. I'm gonna have to like get a passport." And I was like, "Excuse me, what? The yeah, f-? like and, wait, and wh- what? I was like, "Oh, you just need to get it renewed." And they're like, "No, I need to get a passport." And I was like, "You're you're a grown <laughs> man, like, yeah. Wh- <laughs> why why don't you have a f-ing passport?" <laughs> what so it's oh just there are some little cultural differences and the answer was as simple as well why would i ever have needed to leave america and i'm like oh i, I don't know <laughs> I, I guess I, uh uh, uh a, <laughs> winnie says uh finally got to watch you live greetings from romania scrapyard wars lmg hey. versus di perks when I mean, not anytime soon, but with travel restrictions and all that. But I would be totally, totally down. You guys
1: got to do something with him at some point. We got we got really close years back, but I'd I'd love to see a, a Perks uh, a DIY Perks collab. He's super cool. Yeah. Um,
0: Timothy says you guys should it's buy really the whole awesome. building you're in and lease out the parts you don't use. Okay. Cool idea, good idea, solid investment advice. Investing in commercial real estate is an A plus, A plus game plan, especially here in the lower mainland where there is not nearly enough industrial land. Um, Sort of to throw a little bit of water on that fire that you got burning over there. Uh, Right now, it's about a half a million dollars per thousand square feet, okay? So, um, you know, that's real expensive, that's real costly. Um, real, it's a real pricey, um, actually it's probably closer to a dollar or $350 a square foot to buy right now, industrial, industrial, uh, uh, space. Uh, so yeah, sure. You know, like if I wanted to spend millions of dollars to get them back slowly over the next 20 years, then yes, I could do that. Or, or, or I could spend it all on water bottles and mouse pads. And then you guys could have water bottles and mouse pads on lttstore.com. So it's all about allocating your funds correctly. And for me, investing in real estate is something that I do do. I mean, I don't know if I've ever talked about this, but we own the, we own the units that we occupy right now. So that's uh, five units of the building that we're in. Each is about 2000 square feet plate. Um, And we've built some mezzanine above it and stuff like that so i'm definitely down when it comes to investing in commercial real estate but it's also you know if linus media group made a million dollars let's say it would be far more wise for me to take that million dollars and hire more engineers or a social media coordinator or uh better equipment for the shop make better content for you guys uh invest it back in the business rather than investing it in a box that i then lease out to somebody Cause that's not the business I'm in. Leasing property. I'm in the business of making making content. Um, Frosty, Linus, you inspire me daily. Keep being you. Hey, thanks, Frosty. You keep being you. Um, Ilya says, "Hey, Linus. Hope you'll put your vacation to good use. You've become unprecedentedly annoying for the last month or so. Unprecedentedly annoying? No, 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 no. Let me tell you, I have been very annoying in my life. Luke, Luke."
1: Did he give you money to say you were annoying?
0: Yeah, hundred rubles. I don't know how much you, money that is. You need to be more annoying. I guess so. Oh, okay. I mean, I think I can do that. Hold on, let me work on this. All right, I'm going to <laughs> go, team, ahead, team, go ahead. Team, go and, ahead and and oh, uh, no! uh, <laughs> more of our of our our chats, chats here. Scott Briggs, Scott says, Briggs says, Scott says, "Love the chat. Keep, keep up the good work." work. Hey, work. Thanks, Scott. Uh, thanks, uh, Scott. Uh, hold on, hold I on. I think we can make this more annoying. William Ludwick
1: says. that annoying oh, enough we good oh my um, goodness
0: cyrus zur says wouldn't tell you your business if it saves the opportunity if utility issues could monetize vids on diy oh yeah the oh man the diy uh septic incinerator etc cetera, etc cetera, et cetera. yeah heck yeah we were super down to do like a really cool like um self-sufficient uh, eco like green build out Um, that was not in the vision. We would not have gotten a development permit for it. So that's ultimately one of the things that canned the deal. A really good idea. Definitely share your vision. We just couldn't make it work. Um, Jacob asks, any plans to include some sort of code compilation benchmark in your toolkit? Yeah, that's something that we should probably do. Um, I'll fire that over to Anthony right now. Uh, Let's make sure. Code compilation interesting. upcoming CPU reviews. Because I think, uh, don't we do a Firefox compile? Actually, I think we do. Never mind. I'm not going to send them that. I'm pretty sure we actually do that already. Oh, see you later. Uh,
1: Flowplane chat has been asking about two different things. One of them I'm sure there isn't an answer on, and the other one I'm 99% sure there isn't an answer on. Um, Dell update? Uh, Dell while. update.
0: I have not heard anything. So, yeah, I, I, so. I'm, I can't force it. Unfortunately, so that one was the
1: one that I was totally sure. Uh, the other one is Shoe Dryer.
0: Uh, Shoe dryer. Yes. Progress. Um, Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, Kyle's working on it. It these kinds of things take time. Anything with molding, uh, anything with electronics design, we want it to be extremely safe. The idea now is that it would also serve as a battery bank. Um, And what else did we kind of so uh, I forget what exactly I forget where exactly we're at on it, but it is absolutely still being developed. Yes. And it is still something that I that I need because it would be great for more than just like sports shoes, even just throwing it in like your hockey bag, just having a little bit of air circulation. We've already done the pre-validation of the concept and it's it's way better, way better, even in a closed bag, just having the air moving around is infinitely better. So yeah. it, it's it's definitely, even as a tiny fan, makes like a many, many, many hour difference to how quickly it dries out. So we, we will do it. It's just a matter of time.
1: Yeah. Um, if you're searching for a Super Chat while you're searching, they're also asking for an update on mouse pads, desk pads.
0: Uh, desk pads will come when they come, and it should be soon, but kind of like verified actual gamer program. Theoretically, I'll tell you guys this, mouse pads are like, the time away that they are should be measured in weeks not months but we've run into so many production and shipping delays that i, I just don't want i don't want to say anything until they're in the warehouse and patrick and the crew are ready to like ready to go ready to just do it ship them out i just i just don't want to say anything cuz what's the point yeah uh, lenny says european here excuse my terrible english i'm german your english is great great punctuation and everything love your content and your build- beard looks really nice hey thanks
1: Oh, you have an invader.
0: Uh, Vinay says, Linus, please take care on your vacation. Your skin's starting to look unhealthy recently. Oh, that's probably because I was up till like 4.30 in the morning playing Anno. So the unhealthy skin is because of vacation. Not going to be fixed by by vacation. Uh, Devsnack says, I'm a bit behind in the stream, but in reply to the intent of crypto and its environmental impact, I think it's worth talking about the reality instead of the ideals. Yeah, that's fair um that's really fair and in reality i'm super against large-scale crypto farms i i think it's not helpful and in reality i'm still okay with small-scale individuals uh jiraj says would you consider an option to get notified when Deskpad is in stock like email uh luke floatplane is actually doing some shopify development for us is uh is an out of stock notification something that is in is on the i believe that's right in the in the yeah OK,
1: we're uh, very, very much focused on verified actual gamer, but that I, I'm fairly certain that is in the in the queue of things.
0: Chris Deach, hopefully we're going to have you set up. Hopefully you'll be a verified actual gamer and get hooked up here. And the gaming, sir, says as an American, I don't get to pick the tariffs. We deal with a price that's provided to us like anyone else. But I appreciate the effort to deal with our stupid trade war trade war laws. Um, And thanks for no more Raid Shadow Legends. Uh, We we know you don't get to pick the tariffs. We deal with a price that's provided like everyone else. But what's confusing, I think, for a lot of Americans is that you guys were quoted MSRP when these products launched. And then after that, the U.S. government added a 25% tariff Plus, costs went up on a lot of the components. So now you might feel like you're getting swindled and like the retailer is marking it up 25%, but actually it's a government tariff. A lot of people don't follow the news that carefully and they're not going to understand the difference there. Um, General Disregard says Verified Actual Gamer Program. Did it ever dawn on you that you're buying cards gamers could have and are now holding them for an excessive amount of time? Uh, how many are you holding? We've got in total about 500. Yes, it's a lot, but the only reason we're holding them is to make sure that they get into the hands of actual gamers, and we will do it as soon as humanly possible. I have a very good feeling, and I'm not going to name any names because I'm just not interested in starting the in starting a, 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 a gong show behind the scenes right now, but it is my belief that there are retailers that I know of who had stock at launch of cards that I know how much they got, where the numbers didn't match up. And so it is my belief that these cards are safer in our warehouse than if we had given them to a, a retailer and hoped that they would make their ways make their way to gamers. We and we're not holding them for
1: that long.
0: Yeah, we've only had them since I tweeted. That was when the first shipment arrived, the second shipment came after that one, and then the third one, the last 300 cards, have not actually arrived yet. So we're dealing with it. We're, we're working on it. It's just this has been technically quite a bit more difficult than we hoped. That's what it comes down to. Uh, I think there's one last super chat that I saw. Pwn for Skittles, another $10, but I want to know what else I should eat for dinner. Skittles was a no-go last time. Try some shepherd's pie. I'm a big shepherd's pie guy, all right? You go for it. You enjoy that shepherd's pie. Think of me while you're eating it. Uh, shoot, where there was one crap. Ah, oh yes. Okay, last super chat. Faulty asks, "Who is the best pony?" Um, definitely gotta be Applejack for me. All right. This is like this is like dead dead meme all day. Like really, My Little Pony. It's like 20, 2014. But uh, yeah, definitely definitely Applejack.
1: Wait, are you a brony?
0: So it's complicated, right? Because I definitely am not into like you know the fan art and stuff like that. That is hundred percent not my thing. Okay. Uh, I just I just don't get into any of that. Um, I love the animation style. I think it's super cute. I think it's really fun. I think it's sweet. Um, I love a lot of the music. Um, what's his name? Daniel composer? Daniel Ingram. I think he is awesome just straight up I, I absolutely love his work uh, he's a Canadian he actually lives here in Vancouver um, oh. he's, he's one of those people that's like low-key I think just incredibly incredibly talented um, some of the music in the show is I think outstanding. Um, I just I like it I have watched it on my own but typically it's my daughters watch it they're uh, they're four and six so they're right up, right in that age. That lines up pretty well. They love yeah. it, and I enjoy it when I sit and watch it with them. Why not? Who cares? All right. Well, I think that's pretty much it. Thank you guys very much for tuning in to The WAN Show. We will see you again next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. Bye. Enjoy that sweet shiny new intro
1: Someone asked Anno Oh, this is, yeah, cool, yeah, maybe Oh wait, that's me (laughs) I love these things, man